Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing great today. Really appreciate you joining us here on the show. And I am thrilled to share this interview with you today as we welcome on Mitch Mason. That's right. You've probably seen his name as as we are, are promoting our Man Up Conference here in Charlotte. It's also available virtually, so anybody listening can can be a part of Man Up Charlotte, uh, manupcharlotte.org, and Mitch Mason is going to be one of our speakers. And so today on the show, I wanted you uh, to get to know him a little bit, hear some of his story, and and then when you hear him speak at Man Up, you'll, you'll have even more appreciation for him, respect for him, uh, and you will be encouraged on today's show because he is in the middle of a major struggle, a challenging journey that, that he's been on the, this last year and a half or so that, that he'll explain. Uh, but but here, here's the deal. He has a, a nerve disorder that is called uh, idiopathic small fiber neuropathy. Um, and so there's no known cure. It is affecting him in, in many ways, but you will hear his faith, his hope, his perseverance, his his, his willingness to uh, just keep going and, and trust God. And and thankfully, he, he is able to to continue to, to serve as the chaplain of the UNC football team. And and so uh, he's kind of back in, in that mix a little bit because uh, last year uh, he, he wasn't around the team uh, in person as much. Thankfully, he was still able to to minister to guys and encourage guys while he was going through everything and, and being able to do that uh, on Zoom uh, and phone and text and all that. But uh, here, here's a little bit more uh, about Mitch. Um, so before he was in Chapel Hill, uh, he was working with Clemson um, and, and was a mentor to, to their football players and was also a pastor uh, in the area. And, and he's actually a – Mitch is a former college football player uh, he was a four-year starter at corner uh, for Missouri Western State, where he became a two-time All-American, and then he even played professionally in the Arena Football League. And in 2014, he was inducted into the Missouri Western State University Hall of Fame. So uh, pretty cool uh, there. He's got a wife uh, named Shanra. Uh, they've been married for 22 years and has two children, Sydney and Riley. And, and so I am thrilled to uh, have him a part of Man Up, but also to share uh, part of his journey uh, with you today. And it is just so inspiring. It's remarkable uh, how he's handling this very unfortunate diagnosis from a physical standpoint. But in many ways, from a spiritual standpoint, it is a, it's, a, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity for growth. For Mitch, it's an opportunity to be used by God, 
And, and so he's making the most of his circumstance. And so all of us have, have maybe lesser challenges. Some of us have even worse challenges. Uh, but, but how we respond and what our attitude is, and do we choose joy? Do we choose to, to rely on God? Uh, do we choose to find our strength and power in him? Uh, or do we choose to give up and, and not, not fight and, and just, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. Um, Mitch, Mitch is a fighter, and he's fighting with the Lord uh, in a good way in, on his team. He's fighting alongside. Uh, the Lord is with him uh, and, and just uh, an inspiring guy. So let's jump in. Uh, before we do that, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. That's healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options and support them as they support us. Here we go. It's Mitch Mason. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And joining us now on the Unpacking It podcast is Mitch Mason. He's the football chaplain at UNC and we are thrilled to have him as our keynote speaker at Man Up Charlotte coming up on June 19th. Got to register manupcharlotte.org. Mitch, so great to be with you. How are you? I am doing great, Bryce. It is so good to be here, man. And uh I'm so thankful for you, brother. Man, well we're we're thrilled to 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 link arms with you for for Man Up and and today uh, really getting a chance to hear kind of some of your story and 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 let guys kind of get to know you a little bit before uh, they they come and 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 watch and experience and and either live or uh, or in person or virtually uh, experience Man Up Charlotte on on June nineteenth. But uh, you know where I want to start is I want to go back to the summer of twenty twelve mm-hmm. when you were still at at Clemson and and you're working at, as a uh, a pastor, but also involved with with the Clemson football team, and and then you made a decision to go to UNC. Take us mm-hmm. into that season of life first, and then we'll catch up to to catch everybody up to speed with what's going on now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That uh, being at Clemson, man, was awesome. Um, I think uh, looking back on it, I could not do the job uh, that I do today without having been uh, a servant there at Clemson. Uh, the uh, Freeway Church, man, that's uh, that's that's uh, that's where it was. Uh, that's where it was going down, man. And so God was uh, blessed that ministry. Jeff Davis uh, was a senior pastor of that church. He's Clemson uh, alum and Hall of College Football Hall of Famer. He and I actually he led me to the Lord on uh, Mother's Day in 1998. And so he had gone back to his alma. It was in Tampa, Florida, by the way. So he'd gone back to his alma mater there at Clemson and. Uh, had been involved more with uh, with football, and uh, and he had started the church, and so he uh, he needed a guy, man, to uh, to really uh, take over uh, that church, really help it grow, and just really uh, you know preach the word. And so you know, I stepped in and uh, in twenty, I want to say it was maybe twenty uh, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and so I get there, and man, the the uh, the church was growing and. We were just I was growing as a believer, as a uh, as a pastor. And, you know, um, it was just really been a great, uh, great time for us all uh, to grow. But uh, in the summer of, uh, of 2012, looking back, the ministry had really taken off, Bryce. And so uh, when you think in church, you're thinking families, you're thinking 
and we had all of that, but we had a lot of students too. We had a lot of the uh, athletes there at Clemson that attended. And uh, not only did they attend, when the parents came in town, they attended. And so, mm-hmm. man, it was uh, in, the, in the coaches and the coaches' wives and their families. A lot of them attended, man. And so uh, we were doing ministry, not just in the uh, four walls in the church, man. We were ministering at practices, at, at track practice, at, you know, basketball. And so it was just really turning into, um, you know, you, I was serving as an associate pastor, but I was also kind of uh, swinging the, the pendulum in the direction of, uh, of chaplain. And mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, you're praying with coaches, you're ministering to them outside of the church. You know what, it, what a chaplain does, man. He brings the, the ministry uh, into, into the field of where uh, the, uh, the, the, the believers or where the, you know, the harvest is. And so that chaplain brings that. And so that's essentially what I was doing. And, uh, and then an opportunity came just really out of the blue. Uh, Larry Fedora, uh, got the head job here at uh, UNC. And so, uh, he had always had a chaplain with him. Uh, he was at Oklahoma state and then at, uh, uh, Southern Miss and they just had a great run there at Southern Miss. And so, uh, his chaplain there, James Mitchell, and his wife did a phenomenal job serving Coach Fedora. And so when he got here, he uh, he reached out to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and uh, and asked uh, for a chaplain. And so uh, I ended up meeting him. Didn't know uh, Coach Fedora. Uh, only saw you know games at Southern Miss. And so came over, man. And uh, man, it was like uh, two long lost cousins, man. We were we were ministering, and I was ministering, and he was ministering to me. And so. Uh, and so it ended up, man, becoming a, a really good match. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was uh, the preparation. You know, that's first the calling and then mm-hmm. there's the preparation. And so I was called into ministry a while ago and then really stepped into the, uh, the and stepped into it really full time uh, there at Clemson. And it was that training, man. It was that, you know, Barnabas was taking Saul. It was Jeff Davis taking me, you know, and just really just training me up. I'm not just a Christian but he's really training me up for ministry. I didn't know that it would be, you know, as a chaplain, but, uh, but yeah, God let me here to UNC. Man. Well, that had to have been a, a tough decision. So what was that, that decision-making process like? Cause I mean, it sounds like it was awesome at, at Clemson. And then now this new opportunity sounds like somewhat comes out of the blue and, mm-hmm. and to, to kind of mm-hmm. navigate, okay, where is God leading me and my family? Uh, mm-hmm. I know guys can relate to, to being in you know circumstances like that, where, okay, both of these are good options. What's the best option? As you think back, what, what comes to mind or what was that process like for you? Um, you got to remember during that time, UNC had just had some sanctions put over mm. there. And so it was getting ready to be some rough sledding. And I'll never forget that when Coach uh, Rador brought that up to me, you know, Mitch, we're getting ready to enter some, some tough waters. I was like, you know something, God, I'm ready. I'm ready because, wow. you know, so many of us are trying to get to that really, uh, you know, that 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 uh, that heaven on earth, you know, mm. in ministry, the big church, mm. the one's mm. got the, the, the good budget or the, <laughs> the, the place to meet where, you know, it's going to really be some good sledding for a while. I didn't want that. I wanted the wow. tough sledding, man. And I knew that, you know, I knew God had called me in uh, as a chaplain because, you know, you're doing a lot more ministering with coaches in their offices than I was doing in my church office. So I, I had a, I had an inkling, if you will, the Holy Spirit was kind of, you know, confirming some things as far as a chaplain is concerned. And when that opportunity came and I knew it was going to be some tough sledding, I knew, I knew this is what God uh, was, God was taking me to. 
I love it. And it's actually been something on my heart recently, a, a book that I'm reading. And then I, I even did a, a devotional uh, recently about how the, the NFL schedules came out and the, the list comes out of who has the toughest schedule, who has the easiest schedule. And this idea that you always want the easy schedule. And, and that's yeah. kind of what you were talking about. We want this easy life, but that, mm-hmm. that's not always the best life. And what, oh, what ends up goodness. having the team with the easiest schedule, those aren't the teams that necessarily win, win all those games. It's the teams right. that went through a challenging season, were tested throughout the year. And, and so anyway, that was my, my lesson. So it's been on my heart. And, and it's interesting that you bring that up from what you were kind of experiencing when you entered into the UNC program as, as mm-hmm. their chaplain with Larry Fedora. Well, now mm-hmm. it's, well, it's 2021, but let's go back to, to 2020 mm-hmm. and this theme of life not being easy. You, you experienced uh, news and, 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 and have been on this journey this past year. That's the, it's the tough schedule. This, this is not the easy street. This is not the, the, the easy road that, that oftentimes we, you know, we think that we, we want. Um, and so you also mentioned the word preparation. So even experiencing some of that preparation when you went to UNC to, to, to set you up for ultimately what's, what's an even more challenging journey that, that you're in right now so so catch our our listeners up uh with it uh i i, I sure. intro a little bit during during the the opening uh part of the podcast but uh but want want guys to understand uh really where you're at and and, and what's been going on yeah in 2019 man after just i don't know working out in august after practice you know you're running you're you're eating right you're, you're conditioning you're doing all those things and then all of a sudden man one day i just i couldn't catch my breath and uh, it was a really easy run. It was nothing, nothing hard. Actually, the beginning of it couldn't catch my breath. And then when I finally caught my breath, I started vomiting and I couldn't stop myself. And the only thing that I had to eat that morning was a banana. And mm. so uh, it was just it was it was the weirdest thing, man. And it was uh, it was crazy. So initially we thought that it was just something uh, with a stomach bug, what have you. And uh, then it turned into more of a longer stomach bug. Then it really started affecting other areas like my breathing. Like, uh, you know, I just uh, migraines, um, had a ton of migraines. And then uh, Bryce at uh, at one game and I I passed out on the sidelines. And so I kind of fainted. Yeah. And so we played it off, you know, like it was I'm down on my knee and what have you. But uh, I'm really uh, that was when it was like, this is a little bit serious. Well, that was during uh, that was 2019. Right. And so now here uh, that that was like August, September around that that time. And so uh, I was diagnosed in June of 2020 because I kept going downhill from there, you know, just limbs. I couldn't move, you know, waking up and you 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 can't uh, you can't feel your your feet. And then, uh, you know, you can't you can't really walk. And so in, uh, in June of 2020, uh, I was diagnosed with uh, what they called idiopathic small fiber neuropathy. It's polyneuropathy because it's throughout the body. But what that is, is your small fibers that uh, run in your peripheral nervous system from your brain uh, through your down uh, past your spine to your limbs. Uh, those small fibers, for some reason, uh, have been damaged. And uh, a lot of my nerves, those small fiber nerves, uh, within there, uh, begin to die. And so, um, because of it, uh, signals, I wasn't getting my, my, uh, correct signals. Uh, so my sensory, you know, uh, my, my feet, um, you know, I couldn't sense 
you know, it was always pain. It was prickling. It was tingling. Uh, and then it began to move at a, at a pretty uh, rapid pace. And so my, my limbs, my arms, my limbs, I began to struggle with, you know, with, with motor skills. I began to struggle with, uh, with pain. I began to struggle with just unbelievable uh, nerve pain. And it was burning. And so instead of it like burning just at night, no, for me, it was like burning throughout the day. So if my pain scale was uh, was one to 10, I was at a 10 all the time. Oh, and so uh, doctors couldn't, uh, doctors here at UNC, I'm obviously in the triangle. And so uh, my doctors at UNC and the doctors at Duke, man, were, were working together to really try to uh, to figure this thing out and, and see what the best course of action and so from June of 2020 all the way until now, it has been a course of uh, really tough sledding because small fiber neuropathy, uh, there is no cure to it. Let me say that. And then uh, idiopathic small fibers, there's no cause. So there's no I didn't. We initially thought uh, perhaps and, and I'll be uh, honest with you guys and everything that I say, we thought brain cancer. We thought it could have been a uh, um, uh, another type of cancer. We thought that uh, it was, um, I may have had a, a you know, football injury, something like that. Uh, nothing. Then we went through uh, a whole uh, series of autoimmune diseases that uh, could have been the possibility. Uh, and a lot of uh, diabetics uh, deal with small fiber. And I wasn't a diabetic, nor was I a pre-diabetic. And so it became really more complex and complicated because uh, all of the, the telltale signs that a lot of people with small fiber uh, neuropathy. I didn't have any of those things. And I'll just tell you, like a doctor told me, no, uh, uh, no, uh, no cause, no cure. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was really uh, a hole from June of 2020 all the way until maybe a, a couple of months ago. It was just really dark sledding because the we were, we were throwing everything at it, man. We were trying and doctors were doing everything that they could. Uh, you name the test, I did it. And it was just uh, no no cause. And from there, it just really, really kind of went downhill uh, up until a couple of months ago. So then what happened a couple of months ago? Mm-hmm. We, we, we knew it was uh, we knew it was small fiber. Right. But um, so we just didn't know how to attack it. And so um, what uh, what doctors decided to do was uh, start uh, giving me um, uh, treatments, uh, start giving me uh, infusions, forgive me. And uh, so I started those infusions uh, maybe, uh, yeah, a little over two months ago. And so I have to have them every 28 days uh, because they, uh, that's when the, the uh, meds get into, they're pumped into your bloodstream. And so when you take a med orally, yes, it can work. It can help a little bit. But because of my uh, situation, which uh, I'm always at a 10, I'm struggling to walk. I'm struggling to move. I'm struggling. I've got migraines all day. I can't uh, I can't talk. My eyesight was being affected. My hearing was being affected. And it was just this this small fiber, man, is it beginning to attack uh, your autonomic nervous system. That's your organs. That's things that you automatically do. And so, you know, it began to attack my organs. And so uh, uh, my uh, pain med doc at Duke uh, began to administer uh, um, uh, infusions uh, to me. And so those infusions began to the first one. You know, if my pain level was a 10, it took me to like an eight. Mm-hmm. Then the second one that I had another 28 days later, it backed it down to a seven. And so the infusions, Bryce, are really kind of giving me life. Uh, they're kind of helping me begin to just uh, get used to this new normal. You know, being able to 
move, being able to, I can't move like I used to. And that's a whole other story there. We'll probably touch base on that. But they begin to kind of give me a hope. And it wasn't just the infusions that gave me hope. It was just a lot of things that went along with it. It's a, uh, it's hard to hear. And, and, and the one side of, of me, when I, when I do think about your story and hear about your story, it's like, I don't want this to happen to Mitch. I, I, I you know, I, this is, I, this is terrible news. This is a tor- a terrible situation that you have to deal with. But then the other mm-hmm. part of me and the faith side of me and, and understanding God's goodness uh, in the midst of it and knowing that, that you are totally dependent and reliant on him. And, and mm-hmm. so for our listeners today that, you know, like we kind of started the conversation talking about easy life, tough life, mm-hmm. you're in the tough life. And it's not that you would, you would choose this or, or, or want this, but a part of you understands, wow, th- I'm getting to experience God in a way that I haven't previously. Is that, is that correct in saying that? That's exactly right. You know, um, I always would tell our players and I, I think about Ryan Switzer uh, most when I say this, because we go through tough seasons as athletes, right? I've been an athlete all my life. And you go in those up and down trial seasons and what I call the wilderness, you know? And I always tell our guys, your attitude while you're in the wilderness determines how long you stay there. And Mm. so uh, one of the things, Bryce, going into this season of darkness, I had to remember that. I had to remember, man, that, you know, you got to keep a positive attitude. You got to remain in faith. You got to continue to hang on to Jesus. You got to remember, man, to, to feed yourself with scripture. Well, I've been doing that <laughs> for like almost, you know, over a year, Bryce, and there was still no change. And mm-hmm. so now what happens when that, you know, as believers, man, we are, we're, 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 we're trusting God. We're believing him. We're praying and we're expecting results. Well, what happens to you when those results don't come? You know, a lot of times, man, when we're reading scripture, we'll get, we'll catch someone in the beginning of their life, and then we'll see some 20 years later. And the Bible doesn't really go into a lot of what happened during that lifetime. But we'll just see the beginning of someone's life, how they went through a tough season. And all of a sudden, God's providence for them, whether it was deliverance, healing, uh, blessing them. You know, we see those things. But sometimes, man, we it, 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 although the Bible shows what God did at the end of their lives, man, we don't we don't get to really dive into the middle part. I think about David when he was ascending to the throne and, you know, years of being on the run from Saul. And uh, and then as, when he took the throne, finally, there was still some, some some mistakes being made. Well, you know, what happens, man, in between that time of, of, of pain, tough sledding, tough season to deliverance? What's going on with that? And that was the part of my life, Bryce, that... I had to really just kind of uh, 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 hang on to God. You know, in Isaiah 17, you know, God is talking about some 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 judgment that's going to come on first Damascus and Israel. Right. He talks about the judgment that's coming. And at the end of it, he says, uh, why is this happening? Because you departed from the God that could save you. And when you're going through tough seasons, man, it's not enough to just. I'm hanging on to the word or I'm praying or everybody's praying. You have really got to remember that you've got to hang on to the God that can save you. You know, there's no cure for this, Bryce. There's no, um, and it's idiopathic. So really, man, you're getting a double whammy, right? And, uh, and, and so the only 
the only person that can deliver me is God himself. Mm. We, 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 Bryce, I'm in the triangle, bro. I'm in new at UNC, some of the top doctors in the country in all of the world. Yeah. I'm at Duke, some of the top doctors in the world. I've been dealing with the Mayo Clinic, some of the top doctors, bro. And yet I have something that nobody can fix. And so now it's like, okay, what, what, what are you going to do, Mitch? Are you going to, you're going to, you're going to cave in? Are you going to hang on to the God that can save you? Are you going to mm. turn and run because things aren't happening at the, uh, at the pace that you like them? Okay. So, so are, are you going to cave in? Are you going to, you going to give up or are you going to quit? Or are you going to hang in there? You know, my mm. last thing on that is I remember uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, when, when, when um, Israel was coming out of the wilderness, right? You know, uh, Moses is, he's the leader and now he, uh, he passes this thing off, man. And, and, uh, Joshua is now the guy in charge. And now God d- does some things in Joshua's life. You know, like he, he, he split the Red Sea for Moses. He splits the Jordan for Joshua. Right. And when they're coming up out of that, out of the, the Jordan river, I think it's in chapter four of the book of Joshua, uh, God tells Joshua, uh, take, uh, 12 stones, uh, that represent the 12 tribes of Israel. I want you to take those 12 stones out of the riverbed of, uh, of the Jordan River because the day is going to come. I want you to take those stones. I want you to build a monument on the, the, in the promised land because the day is going to come when your children ask you, what do these stones mean? Mm. And it's then I want you to tell them that the same God that was with you in the wilderness is the same God that will deliver you out of it. And so... And that's, Bryce, what I've had to hang on to, that mm. God has been so good to me in the past. He's He's taken care of me, he's taken care of, of my family, man. He's brought us to a place, man, where so many people love us. We're here to help us. And we've done all mm. those things. And I've had to remember those 12 smooth stones, if you if if you will. And uh, and so it's been a time for me of reflection. It's been a time of intimacy. And it's been mm. a time of of really just... Man, it's just me and it's it's me and God, you know. And there's no well I can just take this and feel better. Well, I can just none of those things have worked. Yeah. So what, what do you do? And so it's really just uh, adjusting to the new normal, adjusting, mm. understand there's some practical things that we have to do. Hello, as Christians, we don't like that practical. It's either faith and works, or if, if faith and it, it happens, or you know we kind of uh, we got to do some things. We don't like that. Well, it, 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 there's a practical side of this thing. There's some, you know, the infusion every 28 days. There's a, there's a meds I've got to take. And so I can't just give up on God because I have to do those things or because I can't physically do the things that I used to be able to do. Instead mm. of saying what I can't do, what can you do? Mm. Gosh, it's an incredible uh, perspective. And, and so you mentioned the, the intimacy with God. And, and I think kind of even going back to this easy versus tough life. And, and oftentimes we, we want the easy life and we want intim- intimacy with God. But usually, oftentimes, the majority of times, it's through pain, it's through suffering, it's through trials that it's in those moments we have the opportunity to, to experience intimacy with God like no other opportunity is there, there is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you mentioned this a little bit, but but – and speaking a little bit further, just about the intimacy that you are now experiencing in the midst of 
you know, unspeakable pain and frustration and, and disappointment and uh, uncertainty and all those different emotions that are there, yet in, in the middle of that, what has that intimacy been like for you? Oh, man. You know, at the, at the beginning of no, no, no. You <laughs> at the uh, at the beginning of this thing, Bryce. It was like, uh, okay, what's wrong with me? Let's get a diagnosis so we can move forward. Um, but when things weren't happening, like uh, like I was believing for, or like we were all praying for, there's so mm. many people that been behind this. When they weren't happening, and it was like more bad news after bad news after bad news, meaning like. I would go to a doctor and they'd say, there's nothing more we can do for you. Uh, or I would go to a chiropractor and they say, there's nothing more you can do for the bone pain. There's nothing more we can do for you. So I had that, man, I've heard that so many times and it was tough, man. Just you, you, you're getting that. And then all of a sudden physically you are, um, you, you're going downhill and you know it. And um, the intimacy portion of that, it came to the point where, this is a freight train that I'm not sure anybody can stop because for me, every neuropathy man is different for everyone. But for some reason with me, Bryce, things were happening at a faster rate, meaning like, you know, you, you find out the diagnosis in June Well, here it is September, man. And you, you, you're doing uh, you know, you're talking to your team and Bryce, I'm forgetting what to say oh. and in the middle of a sentence. And so, you know, man, it's beginning to attack your autonomic nervous system a little bit faster than what we thought. And, you know, I'm having some things you automatically do. I couldn't do. It was like, oh, my goodness, man, one one bad thing after another, right? Well, the intimacy, intimacy portion came when um, it didn't look good, right? And so it was like, okay, God, I I, I can't physically do the things that I used to be able to do. So... What do you want me to do? You called me. You first of all, you have given me life. Mm. You've 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 saved my life through Christ. You've brought me here to UNC to serve. You did that, not me. Mm. So Lord, you called me to preach God. If I can't do those things, what do you want me to do? Mm. And Bryce, that's when it really began an attitude shift, meaning mm. like. A lot of people are watching this, right? A lot of people yeah. know the story. So yeah. instead of it being, oh, I can't physically get out there anymore and, and do those things so they can see me, oh, you know, you're on the sidelines of the team. Instead of complaining about those things, what you can't do, what can you do? And mm. one thing that I knew I could do, man, and this was have a good attitude. And I'm talking about uh, when, when, when tough times come, yes, you cry a lot. Yes, you, you, you have some up days, some down days, but you continue to... You stay the course, man. You continue to trust the Lord. Mm. And it went from, you know what? I might not be able to do those things again, but these are some things that I can do. And so in Psalm 119, that really changed my my, my heart. It changed my life. In Psalm 119, it talks about, uh, you know, this affliction is good for me that I may mm. learn to trust you more. And yeah. I had to be okay, Bryce. I had to accept. I had to embrace. I had to embrace this affliction. See, we don't like mm. to do that, man, as Christians. It's like, oh, I'm sick. Okay, I'm healed. My stripes, I'm healed. Hey, man, I'm right there with you. But some seasons, man, it's mm. like Paul and his affliction. I asked you three times, Lord, to take this away from me. And it didn't happen, but his grace was sufficient for Paul. 
And Paul said, I learned to embrace these things so that when I am weak, then I am strong. And I had to learn to embrace these things, Bryce. Man, no matter how much we were fast and praying, it wasn't going away. Now, can it can can God deliver me from it? I mean, absolutely. Tomorrow, next week, absolutely. But we're talking about right now in this moment. Man, it's not leaving me. And so now what do you do? Do you complain about it? Or do you, it's like I used to, uh, <laughs> it's like I used to say to players, man, as, as a player myself, you can either barbecue or mildew. You can either come on with it, with, with what you can do, or you can sit on that bench, man, and sulk and, and miss uh, your opportunity. And so I chose, man, to just really try to uh, embrace it, admit it publicly. This is what I'm dealing with. And your hospital visits, your fusions. Instead, oh, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm, I'll be all right. here. No, I'm not. So mm. instead of me being tough guy, tough super Christian, I was just saying, man, this is where I am. And yeah. the more real that I got embracing what, what what I was dealing with, the more real God got with me. Ah, and so, man, it's that. okay to say, it's okay to say I'm hurting. It's okay to say my mental health is, I'm, I'm suicidal. It's okay to say that as a mm. Christian or as a young believer. It's okay to say, I don't know anything about God. I don't know anything about this Bible. It, it makes me sleepy. It's okay to say those things. It's okay to cuss and fuss. We don't want to, but we're growing, man. We change from glory to glory. It, 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 it's okay yeah. to admit, man, you've made mistakes. It's okay. Mm. And that's what I had to learn, Bryce. I had to mm. learn it was okay. And it was when I began to learn that it was okay to say it, that's when, wait a minute, this old second infusion kind of gave me a little juice. You know, things begin to, you follow what I'm saying? It's when awesome. we embrace, when we say it's okay, man, when we learn to say it's okay, that's when things begin to change. Gosh, it's, it's incredible. And yeah, it's it really surrender, open hands, open heart to, to, all right, God, this, I'm yours. This, this is where I'm at. I'm, I'm yours and, and you're mine. And, and so, um, that's, oh, Bryce, a, that's, that's what, that's when I went back to say in that Psalm 119, uh, this has been good for me because mm. this has been good to say, man, everything is not okay. That's good. That means you're yeah. real, man. And God doesn't want us to all see. We think, man, God always, you know, wants us to be perfect. He doesn't want us to be perfect. He wants us to be perfectly honest. And that's what I had to learn to become, bro. Perfectly honest. I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. And, uh, I, I love the, yeah, the message of authenticity and being real with God and then God becomes more real. So you, you said something like that. I love that. That's, that's a tremendous line. So that got me, that got me excited. Um, cause I think we all want, we want to experience the real God mm-hmm. for ourselves and because God is real and we want to experience him for ourselves in a very real way, but we gotta be real. We that's right. Real. That's it. So, that's so that's it, man. Uh, man, that that's awesome. Well, there, there's so many different things we 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 can talk about, and 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 you're continuing to to grow and experience God in so many different ways, and 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 absolutely, you're having tough days, and you're doubting and questioning and frustrated, and, and that's absolutely understandable. And so, I appreciate you uh, acknowledging that, and and even sharing some of that publicly, and and all that. Uh, I think that's it. that's important too for for people to to, to see and know, and I, and I know the impact that you're having on. The, the football team, but also the extended family, the UNC family, your family, I mean, everybody that, that 
is now watching you and experiencing this. Uh, but but we'll end on this note. Just your mm-hmm. role as a chaplain, and you mentioned it a little bit. Okay, you're not on the sidelines. You weren't this past season, but now you're easing back into things. So so how has that role kind of been challenging? Been different? Mm-hmm. Been the same? How's God been using you? What's some of the fruit that you've seen from it? Uh, just kind of a uh, an overall summation of of what that's that's been like for you. You know, tough times are hard, Bryce, but if you hang in there, they're worth it. Mm. And seeing, um, man, seeing so many of the guys be able to experience tough times and not give up um, because they haven't seen me give up. Mm. It's been it's it's been worth it, man. That that alone, bro. That, that's what makes this so, you know, joyous. Because you see guys that, yeah, you preach, man. Yeah, you talk to them. Yeah, you encourage them. But when you live it, man, that's when you see guys really embrace and soak it up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, huh, to be honest with you, I've done more discipling in this tough time than I ever did in good times. Amen. Amen. It's awesome. God's using you. He's using you in amazing ways. And what an inspiring, encouraging conversation today on the show. And and this is just a a little bit of a taste, a teaser for what we're going to experience on June 19th at Man Up. Mitch is coming to share his heart, share his passion for Jesus, uh, his his passion for uh, what God's been doing, a little bit what what he shared today. Uh, He's going to go in a couple different directions uh, at Man Up, but we are we are so excited. So uh, I know you as a listener enjoyed this, this conversation today. So we hope that you will be with us in person. If you're in Charlotte, uh, June 19th, even if you're not in Charlotte, come to Charlotte, come, come experience this. Uh, but if yes. you can't make it and you want to watch virtually, all the details, manupcharlotte.org, manupcharlotte.org. And, and Mitch, I, I'm so thankful for your... Uh, Again, your openness, your authenticity, your humility, and and just your uh, willingness to, to to share your journey and 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 for us to experience God through you, uh, it's it's just awesome. So I can't wait for June nineteenth, and and it was awesome uh, talking with you today. And I've enjoyed our other conversations off air, uh, just getting to know you uh, as we prepare for Man Up. So uh, thank you, and 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 we'll we'll continue to to to, to walk alongside you and and support you. Thank you, uh, and thank you, God bro. continues to, to, to do uh, in you and through you. So thanks, man. There's Mitch Mason joining us here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And we're back in the Unpacking It studio to unpack that conversation with Mitch Mason and so many great takeaways. But but my one big takeaway to, to unpack a little bit further uh, right now at the end of the show is this idea of admittance and accepting truth and, and, and the importance of acceptance. And, and so this plays out in so many different ways. And so for Mitch, this, this acceptance of the reality of this situation with the disorder, that this is what he has to deal with and being willing to, you know, admit it, to, to, to acknowledge it, to share it publicly, uh, and then to, to be, you know, vulnerable and, and, and go to the Lord in, in authenticity 
and acknowledge exactly you know how he feels and and what's going on and and really admitting that he's he's not well like admitting that he's sick and 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 the way that this translates for all of us is that each of us has to acknowledge the weakness in our lives in order to experience the healing we have to admit first that we are sinners in need of a savior and so we experience that healing through Jesus and, and, and the work that he did on the, on the cross, opening up the door for us to receive his grace, his forgiveness, his eternal life, the, 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 the salvation, and the healing power that, that then heals our, our sinful souls uh, when we accept and receive Jesus, and we accept the truth of God's word, and we accept the, the gift that, that Jesus has offered us himself. And, and his sacrifice and, and his grace. And, and so in order for us to get to that point, we have to acknowledge the brokenness in our own lives. We have to acknowledge that we are sick from a sin standpoint and, again, in need of a Savior. And so I think you know, Mitch kind of alluded to that just in, in regards to, to, to kind of admitting that, that, okay, he's got this disorder. That opens up the door uh, for, for healing. Um, and he started you know, experiencing a little bit more healing uh, from the the uh, infusions that that he he got, and so him kind of talking a little bit about that got me got me kind of thinking about this just just this idea of acceptance, acknowledgement, uh, and and when it comes to our own lives, admitting the areas of our life that do need healing as well, and and not being in denial of broken relationships, uh, sin that's in our life. Um, you know, key issues that we're struggling with, saying, yeah, I got a problem. I, I've got an issue. I, I'm, not, I'm not doing well in this area. I'm, I'm, I'm heartbroken. My, uh, my mental uh, health is not good. My physical health is not good. I need healing and turning to God, turning to others in humility and, and kind of an, an open heart and open hand saying, I need help. I, 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 need, I, I need direction. I, I need strength. I need power. And so when we turn to God, say I'm, I'm a mess in in so many different ways then then it's amazing how, how God comes into that that humility and, and enters into our brokenness um and so so I think you know I think Mitch's message uh was along those lines and, and I just want to kind of take it a step further uh and to unpack that a little bit more uh because I think it's I think it's powerful when we get that uh because we can't be in denial um, it frees us up when we when we come to grips with reality. We come to grips with who God really is and who we really are, and and we are flawed, broken, messed up people in 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 so many ways. Especially when we live on this earth with so much disease and disorders and and problems across the board, uh, and and we need we need God's healing now. Uh, but 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 even beyond that, the healing that comes. From, from knowing Jesus and knowing that, that our eternity is secure and that one day when we are fully united in perfect eternity forever, uh, that we'll be healed completely. And, and that's, that's an incredible promise and hope to cling to. So that's my encouragement for us today. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. I uh, hope you enjoyed that conversation with Mitch and can't wait to be with you at manupcharlotte, manupcharlotte.org, June 19th. Go register now, secure your spot virtually or in person, and uh, can't wait to, to, to hear from Mitch uh, that day as well. 
I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.